Welcome to the Gathering Church Podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today. For more info about The Gathering, you can check out thegathering.online. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Thank you, Brittany. Great job. So, good morning, everybody. Happy Memorial Day. Do we have any veterans with us today? Any veterans? Please stand up. We'd love to just honor you. So, thank you. Thank you for your service. Sometimes we don't realize that, uh, you know, there are people that gave their lives in wars, and there's people come home, and they're still giving their lives because of some of the uh, health issues that they still have. So we just pray that God will bless you and keep you in health. And so we thank you for that. It's also Pentecost Sunday, so it's a good day to get baptized in the Holy Spirit if you want to do that. It's not my message this morning, but uh, you can, you know, that's something that God can do at any time you ask Him. I want to thank Pastor Matt and Shanna for letting me share this morning. And um, they got back uh, last night. They weren't sure if they're going to get back, but they changed the wedding. And so I was willing to give it back to them. But <laughs> so. so. What I want to do today is, uh, the, the title of my message is, uh, we've been talking about God's plan, and uh, Pastor Matt's been in Ruth, and it's been great, I'm a, but my title is, Accept God's Plan, Scan Your buggy, bu- Luggage, or Your Baggage, so you can say, I brought my baggage. So, uh, accepting God's plan is important for you and for others, and uh, if you don't accept God's plan in your life, uh, things may not go as well as you hoped. And so it's important to accept God's plan, and it's important to realize that God has a general plan for everybody. And what's that general plan? That general plan is that we all would be conformed to the image of Christ, so we're all on that, uh, that path. So we want to be like Jesus. And so we start when we're born again, and then we go to be, we're growing all the time. And that's important. We're going to grow all the time. But the thing is that God has a plan for all of us that's a general plan, but then God has a plan for us that's a specific plan for you. And so because of that, none of us look exactly the same, and we shouldn't compare ourselves with others. So my plan may look like this. Your plan may look different. Your plan may look like that. We don't know what it is, but we know we're going to the same place. So whatever your plan is, we know that God's in control of it, and we want, we want to be where God wants us to be. And so that's the important thing is to realize that God has a specific plan for you. But what if you don't accept God's plan? What if you decide that you don't want to? Amos 3c says, how can two walk together unless they agree? See, God wants us to agree with him, and if we don't agree with him, then we're walking separate, a different place. Now, does he want the best for you? He does. God always wants the best for you. So God is, not, is for you. He's not against you. He wants the best for you. And sometimes that plan may be a little bit more difficult than, than you had hoped, but God has a plan for us, and that plan, basically, we see is summarized in Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane where he says, Father, not my will, but your will be done. In other words, can you take this plan away from me? And if not, I'll do it. And that's where we need to be because we don't understand all the things that God wants us to do, but if we'll accept his plan 
it always comes out good because his, he has our best interests at heart. But if you don't accept God's plan, things can not go well. So it's, it's important to recognize that. Galatians, Galatians 2.20 2, 2 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but not I, but Christ lives within me. That's supposed to be our, kind of our goal, that Jesus prayed for us that we would be one with him. So if we're going to be one with him, just like he was one with the Father, then we can fulfill that plan. And so I don't know your plan. Only you know your plan. And how do you find out that plan? You find out that plan by spending time with him, okay, and submitting to him and, and, and asking him. And hopefully, you know, he guides you. The Holy Spirit's been given to us to guide and lead us every day. And so it's important that we see that. So the big plan is... You know, some people have big plans. I'm not Billy Graham, obviously. You know, so my plan's much smaller, right? So you're not, but every plan's significant. But I would guess that there are people in this room right now that think that your plan is insignificant. You don't think that it's that important. But it's very important. Because your plan not only affects you, but it affects other people. Do you remember a guy named Achan in the Bible? Achan was a little greedy, and they went in, and they were in war, and God said, do not take any of the spoils. And Achan decided that he was just going to sneak and take some. It cost him his life and his family's life. Remember the 10 spies? Or the, you know, the 12 spies, but the 10 that came back with a negative report and said, we're like grasshoppers in their sight, you know? And it cost the whole tribes of Israel to wait 40 years, and they never did go in the promised land. See, they didn't accept God's plan. If you don't accept the plan that God has for you, there's consequences. And it's not because he wants that to happen, it's just because he's laying out a perfect plan for you because he knows who you are, he knows your abilities, he knows your talents, he knows everything about you, and he's trying to get you to be um, where you're supposed to go. But when we don't accept that, it can be dangerous for us and to others. So if you're here today and you're maybe contemplating not having to do something that God wants you to do, or possibly you're just, you know, you're thinking about doing something that's selfish, that usually that's what happens. We do something that's very selfish and it's outside of God's plan. Um, it can hurt other people. And so just recognize that. Um, Jonah, remember Jonah? <laughs> Yeah, he didn't follow God's plan, and he spent some time with a fish. And so I wonder if he still smells fishy when we get up there. Three days in a, in a fish, I would think. That, that's hard to wash away. I catch fish. I know. You can't get it off your hands. So I don't know if he will or not. But we need to accept God's plan. It's his will for our life. And if we accept God's plan, then good things happen. If we don't and we reject his plan, it hurts you and it hurts others. In fact, I would venture to say that anything that you've had as a hurt or a wound in your own life has been because somebody was outside of God's plan. I don't want to be that person that's outside of God's plan that hurts other people. I was for 24 years till I came to the Lord. So at that point, then I started looking and saying, wow, I hurt a lot of people growing up just we can hurt them in very different ways, can't we, with our ver verbal abuse, uh, different things. Uh, so I just want to encourage you, you know, embrace God's plan in your life. 
He wants to do the best for you. And then the thing that uh, really is important is that if we don't reject God's plan, then we are going to be a blessing to others. Now, I titled this, Accept God's Plan, Scan Your Baggage. Okay, positive things are good, but negative things can be bad. And so there's four different, four different areas I want you to think about scanning. And if I can get my suitcase open here, we'll see if we can do this. The first one is uh, parents. I got a waste pack. You know, waste packs are coming back. They never went for me. My kids would say, Dad, do you have to wear that? Yeah, I do. I put my camera in here. I put my fishing stuff in here. I put a lot of stuff in here. And so, you know, so I wear my waist pack all the time when we go on vacation, any place we go. And I've been wearing it when it wasn't in style, but now they're coming back. So my kids are more happy with me. So, but anyway, <clears throat> this represents parents. Have your parents maybe said something negative to you? See, God wants to scan it. This is really a bubble thing, but we'll pretend it's a scanner. He wants to scan it, and he wants you to realize that if you're going to go on the Holy Spirit Airlines, you can't bring stuff that's not available, that he doesn't want in there. Okay, you can bring the stuff that's positive, your parents said, because that's inside you. But if you're just carrying around baggage because they said something maybe... I've, I've met people where, where they said their dad beat them for no reason. I've met people that said that, you know, that they were told they never amount to anything. It's going to be impossible to do God's plan if you're carrying that around. Because it affects you. You have distorted thinking. You have wrong thinking. You have all these things that you have to fight. And God wants to heal that. So he wants to scan that. The Holy Spirit wants to scan that and let you know what's wrong, and then you work with him and get rid of that so you don't carry it. Okay, we don't need to carry that. It'll affect our plan in life, and it'll affect how we t treat others. And then there's another one uh, that, that's important. I don't know if I can do this or not. I was going to wear all this stuff, and I decided not to. Okay, but this is a duffel bag. And so if you're traveling, now you get your waist back, you get your duffel bag. And uh, you ever have things, peer pressure? People that said things, your peers? Okay, it's not good. You know, they say things that aren't right. So there's things that people say that are positive. I've had positive teachers. I've had some negative teachers. Some people that you know, tell you you're not going to make it or, you know, you're stupid or whatever. So peers can say a lot. When I was in eighth grade, we moved, and they, I was, uh, we get butch haircuts back then, you know. I have big ears, and I have a big nose. So I got on the bus, and they started calling me Nose. I didn't want to go to school. Hey, Nose, how you doing? You know. It hurt for a long time. I would come home, tell my mom, I don't want to, I don't like our new school. I don't want to go there, you know. And that affected me a little bit. And then somebody changed and called me something different, and that stuck, and nose went away. Thank you, Jesus. But I still have a big nose. <laughs> that didn't change. So anyway, so, but what I'm saying, peers can hurt you. Uh, you know, I, I was, uh, when I was younger, when we were younger, uh, in 
uh, grade school, you know what your music grade was? You had a thing, My Country Tis of That was your music grade. So you'd stand by your desk with everybody there and sing My Country Tis of That was great until I got to about fifth or sixth grade when my voice cracked. I got A every time. And then it didn't go so good. I got a C. But that affected me, and I said, you know, I'm not going to sing anymore. You know, I was embarrassed in front of all those people that, you know, that I, I you know, and I got a C and didn't do very good. So, you know, things like that. Are you carrying something like that? I hope not. God doesn't want you to carry that. He wants to scan that and say, hey, let's get rid of that. Okay, you can't bring that on the Holy Spirit flight. The Father's the pilot. Jesus is the co-pilot. And the Holy Spirit's scanning to make sure nothing comes on that it shouldn't be there. Okay? And that's because he loves you. So he's not pointing those things up for you. He's pointing, because he's upset at you, he's pointing those things out because he wants you to be free from that. And he wants you to be able to uh, fulfill the plan that he has for your life without this baggage. Okay? Another uh, would be a backpack. I don't know if you guys do backpacks. That's been popular. But what about performance? What about your failures? Are you carrying your failures around? You know, all of us have failures in our past. But the Lord wants to forgive us. Did he forgive Moses for murdering somebody and use him? Did he give Paul, forgive Saul and then Paul for persecuting Christians and then use him? If they would have carried their backpack around, they would have said, Lord, I can't, I'm, I, I'm disqualified. I can't do that because you know what I did in the past. So don't carry things, your failures with you, okay? Let the Lord heal you of that and become the new creature that he said you could become. He said every day is a new, you're a new creature. So every day, accept that and get rid of the, uh, the things that don't. And then this big suitcase represents your past, which all of these could fit into. But sometimes we walk around and we just, our past affects us. There was a lady in our church over at Radiant Life once, and Pastor Dave says, well, I'm going to go on vacation, and you have to take care of her today. And she will come and ask you, and you know. And I said, okay. So she came, and as soon as she came, I knew exactly what she was going to do. She started when she was five and told me everything that ever happened to her, you know, from the whole, you know. I mean, you know, she was abused, she was this, she was that, she was that. And I stopped her and I said, what's the problem today? You know, you need to let God take care of that. But I'm telling you, there are people that that's what they do. They carry this around, and when you talk to them, they bring up all these things, their hurts and all the things that happened to them. And it's terrible that those things happened. But we are serving a God who can heal us. We're serving a God who can help us to erase that in our minds and move beyond that. We're serving a God who says, I don't want that to be something that causes you not to fulfill your plan that I have ordained for you because I love you. And it's important that we recognize that we can get rid of all this stuff. So I'm going to set these up here, and maybe one of these is something that you're, the Lord's been speaking to you about. And if you want to, at the end of the service, you can come up. That represents the past. This represents performance failures. This represents peers, and this represents 
parents. Unfortunately, some parents aren't good parents, and they can say some things that can really disturb their kids. And so we want to make sure that you let the Lord heal that, because that way you can become the person that God wants you to be. So one of the most important reasons why it's important to serve the Lord and follow his plan, because it not only affects us, it affects others. Okay? And we don't recognize that sometimes because we don't think about ourselves like that. But God sends us to people, not places. Remember that statement? God sends us to people, not places. And so it's important that we recognize that no matter how insignificant we think our plan is, it's important to someone. Because God wants you to touch someone's life. I'm going to ask my good friend Shad to come up here. If you don't know Shad's story, Shad was working on a dump truck on a lift, and it started to roll. He got his arm caught, and the dump truck was landed on his face, and the, the only thing saving him was the toolbox that kept the dump truck from rolling off. He's been through some operations and everything. I was there that day, and it was pretty traumatic. But um, I wanted him to come and share. Some of you have supported and prayed for him. Some of you had been uh, maybe even given money to help him. So, But, uh, Chad, I want you to share. You're under that truck, and what happened when you were there? So, when that truck fell on me, um, I would say there was lots of thoughts rushing through my head. Um, but uh, the, the guys at the shop, of course, you know, they did their best to try to get the truck off of me. And uh, in, in their attempts, they ended up dropping the truck a couple more times on me. And uh, at that moment, I, I would say after, it was two or three times, but we'll just say it was two. And... After they dropped that truck a, a second time, I was done. Um, and I'd actually uh, spoke to the Lord and I said, just remove this cup from me. Like, I, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to go through this. And uh, so in that moment, I actually had an overwhelming peace that I wasn't going to pass. And that irritated me greatly. <laughs> okay. I'm like, can't you answer this one little prayer? It's not that hard. And, uh, and so I don't, I'm arguing with him, like, you know, hospitals, physical therapy, surgeries, all the extended care that I'm going to have to go through, and then he laid somebody on my heart. Um, somebody that um, I know, but at this point, we, I mean, I'd never been to his house. We didn't have each other's phone numbers. And I knew him through a choir at had sung, sung in. And uh, he just said, if, if I let you go, he won't make it. And I don't know what that means. I don't exactly why that thought came to mind. But I, um, through knowing him, I found out that you know, he, he had recently lost his nephew and one of his workers in a car accident that are both roughly my age. And... Uh, to shorten the story here, I was 
I was laying in the hospital and my brother says, hey, this, this man, he's trying to figure out where you're at. And I said, well, who is it? And he told me. And I said, that's important, get him here. And uh, so he comes to my bedside. Uh, and I believe I was still in the ICU then. But I just looked up at him and I said, buddy, I got a story for you. Because <laughs> when I asked the Lord to take my life, he said, no, because of you. And that man began to weep and he said, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have made it. And like I said, I don't begin to understand maybe what he was going through or all that. But, um, you know, I, sh I shared with Dennis, you know, at that moment, I was, I was experiencing uh, a great weakness and decided that the purpose of my life was, was done. And God gave me the strength to carry through that. Because if he had not spoke to me and said, I'm not done with you, I, I, I'd already given up. And so he was faithful in that moment. And it really um, solidified, you know, when I'm weak, he makes me strong. Well, and that's important. And I tell you what, um, I, I want you to think about, is there someone in your life that God wants you to touch? There is. See, and if we think of ourselves as insignificant, if we think of ourselves as not that big a deal, we're missing it. You are a big deal to God. He loves you very much. But he also wants to use you to touch others. And like this one, this is crazy. Shad didn't even know this person that well. See, we're touching people's lives that we don't even maybe know that well. So it's important that every day we, we uh, you know, try and follow what the Lord wants us to do. Remember good morning and good night? Anybody remember good morning and good night, Lord? Nobody? Oh, okay. There's a few of you here. All right. I wanted to, I wanted to kind of, I think I wrote it out. If I didn't write it out, I'm in trouble. So, but good morning and good night. Um, yeah, it's here. If you want to up your game, okay, <laughs> so, saying good morning in the Lord, to the Lord in the morning is great. But if you want to up your game, here's, here's what you should say. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Thanks for loving me, accepting me, and preparing a place for me. I submit to your plan for my life today. Not my will, but your will be done. Good morning, Jesus. Thanks for dying for me, for forgiving me, praying for me, and sending me the Holy Spirit to help me. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thanks for being my helper. Help me plan my day and guide me so I can be pleasing to the Father and a blessing to those around me. That'll up your game if you start out your day like that. Because then you'll be waiting to see what the Lord wants you to do. Thank you for listening to today's message. The Gathering is a place where you can belong to a church that loves you, believe in the God who is bigger than you, and become who God created you to be. 
for updates, service times, or ways to get involved, check out thegathering.online. And if you enjoyed listening today, consider rating it or sharing it with a friend. We love you. The best is yet to come.